When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The following is a presentation of the UCLA Sports Network from IMG. It's time for your weekly look inside UCLA Athletics. Spade pulls the ball back, looking end zone, fires underneath, it's caught, touchdown! Kelly up the middle, 20, 15, 10, see ya. In the end zone, touchdown UCLA! Champions made here. Live from Platea inside the Luskin Conference Center on the campus of UCLA, this is the Bruin Insider Show. Coming up, we've got 60 minutes of the best Bruins talk anywhere, including a chat with UCLA head coaches, student athletes, and the latest in on-campus athletics news live from Westwood. Now, let's go live to Platea inside the Luskin Conference Center and join our hosts, Nick Cope and Brian Finley. The UCLA football team is looking to close out this season strong with three games left. Welcome to the Bruin Insider Show with Wayne Cook, Nick Cope, and myself, Brian Fenley. The Bruins suffered a loss over the weekend, and coming up, though, we'll explain why the 21-point defeat to Oregon on Saturday can be a bit misleading. From a macro level, most of UCLA's recent losses, in all fairness, are not because the other team has outplayed the Bruins from a strictly talent-level standpoint, which leads us to believe that winning is not as far away for the Bruins as you might think. They'll be at Arizona State this Saturday, and later on in the show we'll be diagramming what the Bruins must do in order to beat ASU. And last night we got our first taste of UCLA basketball. The Bruins showed the makings of a team that could make a run later in the year. We'll discuss why the key player to UCLA's success might not be who you think it is. Also, postseason action is coming to Westwood this weekend. Women's soccer earned a number two seed in the NCAA tournament for the second straight year. And we chat with UCLA head coach Amanda Cromwell as the Bruins begin their quest to return to the College Cup. Needless to say, we have a show ripe with content, content, but first we will step away. And when we come back, we will kick off our football chatter with Wayne Cook as we rewind to the UCLA game over the weekend versus Oregon. You're listening to the UCLA Sports Network from IMG. Toyo Tire's full line of exceptional tires means there's a tire for you. Yes, you, Italian sports car. And you, off-road truck, charging like a wild beast. 
You too, luxury sedan, cruising all cool. And yes, even you, minivan, taking the kids to school. And with the Toyo No Regrets Trial Offer, your satisfaction is guaranteed. What was the original crowdfunding project? It's not the people who raised money for the zombie movie. Or the indoor beehive. Crowdfunding started with credit unions like Westcom. We're a member-owned financial co-op. Our members are putting their money together to offer each other low credit card and loan rates and high yields on savings accounts. Fund your future at Westcom. Westcom. The best bank for you may not be a bank at all. Westcom.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain terms may apply. Your Southern California Chevy dealers, home to huge savings on phenomenal crossovers, like the completely redesigned Chevy Equinox, with more than enough space and comfort for you and your passengers, plus the versatility to bring just about anything you need on your next adventure. From style and technology to performance and safety, Equinox offers the complete package and an incredible deal. Hurry to your Southern California Chevy dealer and visit SoCalChevy.com. There's a new season on Pac-12 Network. The slate's been wiped clean. And only you can dictate what happens next. What happens next is when it starts to count. So make it count. This is next level. This is happening. This is your destiny and there's no avoiding it. Expectations don't matter. Reputation doesn't matter. Only thing that matters is what comes next. Watch on Pac-12 Network's Have a question for any of our guests? Tweet us at UCLA Athletics using the hashtag Bruin Insider Show. Or visit UCLABruins.com slash insider to submit your question each week. Now let's rejoin our hosts, Nick Cope and Brian Finley. Welcome back to the Bruin Insider Show from Platea inside the Luskin Conference Center on the UCLA campus. Team Talk is brought to you by the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, born and brewed in Southern California since 1963 and home of the original Ice Blended drink. The Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf has grown to over 1,200 stores in nearly 30 countries. Visit coffeebean.com. All right, we're here with Wayne Cook now. And, and Wayne, I want to start off just to go a little big idea before we dive into the game. And I know that's not exactly how this football team operates, um, but I feel like you look at so many of these games here this year, last weekend counting where they've played with these teams they've been close and I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes that they've been close against Cincinnati Colorado Washington and now Oregon you've seen them be capable but as Brian touched on moments ago it's been more of them beating themselves than what opponents have done to them yeah guys first of all how is it going I hope you guys are having a great day a um, little bit different being a day later this week, but that's okay. Enjoyed watching the basketball game last night. Um, it's a great question, Nick. Uh, and, and for me, um, I, I think starting with a big picture is probably a good idea. I, I think what happens, and I think what people lose sight of, we tend to be such a reactionary society, and I, and I think we all probably would agree on that. People just they overreact to things all the time. And, you know, this is a brand-new team. You know, it's a brand-new coaching staff. And, you know, people want wins, and they want them now. You know, we're paying all this money for a new coach. We've got all, and, and people get frustrated. And, and what I would say to answer your question is when you're a struggling football team 
and you're a thin football team, meaning you don't have a lot of depth at positions, and you're playing, you're dealing with injuries and all the things that UCLA is having to deal with. You're young. All of those factors come into play. And so when you have a good team, like we'll use Alabama, for example, or Clemson, for example, or teams that have experienced players, they have depth. They've had the same coaching staff in place for quite a few years. They make mistakes, too. They drop punts. They don't make every field goal. I mean, Alabama you know, struggles in some areas of the game. But they are so good at everything else that they overcome that. I mean, people would think that since I played quarterback with, with J.J. Stokes, who's, like, achieved legendary status as he deserves, that J.J. never screwed up. Like, J.J. never had a false start or never dropped a pass or never – and that's not true. The thing about J.J., though, was that he made enough great plays and he played on good enough teams to where sometimes we overcame those mistakes, and that's the problem. This team right now is so young, so thin, that they can't afford – and now – we all know that the special teams mistakes, it wasn't just one. It was several. But like, for example, when a receiver, uh, you know, has, has a dropped pass and everybody goes, man. And I even asked a question to Skip Kelly about this after the game because I love Felton. I think Felton played, when you watch him, he plays so hard and he's given everything he's got. And he's had two drops in the last two games that have been costly. But if you play on a really good team, I mean, I, I'll go back to a game when I played. I, I remember just missing a wide-open Kevin Jordan in the end zone, and I remember thinking to myself, we're going to call that play later in this game. He's going to be open. I'm going to complete it. And and it happened. And we ended up winning that game against a really good Arizona team, but I missed it the first time. If you're on a bad team, that miss could cost you the game. But when you're on a good team, a team that's more experienced and more in-depth, you can overcome those weaknesses. So I, I, that's kind of a long-winded answer, you guys. Obviously, there was too many mistakes in this game. I totally agree with you. Statistically, Oregon and UCLA were very close. It was a game that UCLA should have been in, and it should have been closer. Um, but they have to learn to overcome those mistakes. Obviously, start by making less mistakes. And then the second step is to learn to overcome those mistakes. Uh, and I think, too, Wayne, when you think about – look, it's – you're going to make mistakes. We're all human, but it's not allowing the other team to then capitalize right. off those mistakes and continue to score touchdowns like Oregon was able to do. I mean, you look, point out the, the punt return for a touchdown, the, the fake field goal that led to the first down for Oregon and Pickett, you know, as good as he's playing on defense, yep. just having some issues. But again, like you said, Wayne, they're thin. So, you know, they don't have all the guys at that punt return spot, so Pickett is having to come in there. Then the field goal kicking issues, the false start, and then the, the botch snap. And you think about all these things. And the guys, it seems, will get one phase of the game going really well, but then there's that other side of things where they just can't put it all together. And as far as special teams is concerned, Wayne, how do you address that? I know it's a lingering issue, but there are signs that this team has shown they can be good in special teams. They had some moments of that earlier in the year. So how do you get back to minimizing a lot of those careless mistakes and, and allowing the other team to, to have all these self-inflicted mistakes? Because in the end, UCLA really didn't lose that game. They kind of, or, or Oregon didn't win that game. UCLA kind of lost that game. And that something that they can avoid in the future yeah um there's a, there's a couple things you can do brian you can you can have more depth that creates competition we know kyle phillips got hurt early in the year and he was the punt returner um but at the same time darius pickett's one of the best players on the field every night 
I guarantee you if we had Darius Pickett on the show right now, he knows he should make that catch. Um, he knows he should make that play, and he's had two of those. Um, and they are costly. But, again, you know, we're always looking for someone to blame or someone to talk to. I mean, I know there's been chatter about why don't you have a special teams coach. And Chip Kelly's like, we don't we don't need one. I mean, I would, basically what he was talking about, and I think if I read this correctly, he made reference to, you know, what, then what, does, what does that guy do the rest of practice? Trust me, he knows how to coach. He's got a young, thin team. And when you're playing people a little bit out of position because you have to, sometimes they're not ultra confident. And anybody that's ever played this game before knows that when your confidence is a little shaky, when that ball's in the air and a whole bunch of dudes are running down to try and hit you and you're trying to keep your eye on it and think, catch a ball, catch a ball, catch a ball, as opposed to not thinking because you're so confident you're going to catch the ball, there is a difference. It's like sitting over a three-foot putt and saying, oh, this is easy, I'm going to make it, versus sitting over a three-foot putt and going, I'm probably going to miss this. When you think you're probably going to miss it, you're probably going to miss it. And, and that's a huge battle in sports. Um, so you, you need more depth. You need competition. I know people are going to say coaching, 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 but at the same time, I guarantee you those players were coached to do it right. I've always been a, a, a person who will tell you when athletes make mistakes or when anybody in society makes mistakes for that matter, we tend to want to blame someone else. It's the teacher's fault. It's my coach's fault. It's the boss's fault. It's the government's fault. Well, a lot of times the athletes, I promise you at this level, they know what they're supposed to do. And if they don't do it correctly, it's on them. And that, that then, again, and if there's competition, that's when you lose a job. Uh, if you're thin and you're struggling with competition, then sometimes you play people that may not be the best person for that job, but you're just trying to fit people in where you can. And so that, that's an issue right now for UCLA. Well, speaking of some problems, there was – Summit quarterback spot, uh, DTR ha- had his struggles before he, he left the game, and then Wilton Spade come in and, and actually looked pretty solid. You talk about competition. There's perhaps some, some competition right there at, at that position. And I remember Chip Kelly told you after the game that you know he feels comfortable with Wilton Spade uh, going in there. And it, and it seems like both guys have been able to practice this week and seem healthy it seems like every week, Wayne, we ask you about this quarterback position because it seems to kind of change every week. It, it, you know, kind of what's the latest? What's sort of your per- perception of it and where it goes from here? Is there any concern about Dorian Thompson-Robinson perhaps getting further injured? You know, the guy's just a freshman. You don't want to necessarily derail the future. Yeah, that's true. You want to make sure that that shoulder's healthy. And, and I, I said this before last week. I, I thought that um, Wilton Spate looked great against Arizona. Thought he, you know, started off a little slow, but he ended up, you know, being a huge part of that victory. You know, looked on time, threw the ball accurately, was doing a good job. I thought against Utah, and, and remember, all of this, you have to look at this from the big picture perspective. Utah, I know they just lost to Arizona State, but Utah's defense is good, um, real good. And, and that changes. Like, every quarterback knows when you go up against elite defenses, even the great uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa was not quite as unbelievable as he normally is when he went up against LSU's defense. Now, they still won the game because Alabama's great, but he did not look as good as he normally looks because he played against better competition. So I, I thought that Wilton Spate was throwing off his back foot a little bit too much. I thought he was a little bit inaccurate. Here's what I love about sports, though. I guarantee you the coaches saw that, too. And they went and they, they, they showed him film. They, they talked to him about how he was missing some of the crossing routes and some of the maybe his timing on some of the patterns were a little bit off. I actually thought that Wilton Spate played a lot better against Oregon. I thought he looked, he looked, he was stepping into throws. He was being more accurate. Um, 
Now he was put in, you know, he was throwing a lot late in the game when I think Oregon was probably playing a little bit more, um, you know, prevent style defense. But I, I thought he improved on the things he messed up on the week before. Before that, Dorian Thompson, before he got hurt the first time, um, had been getting better and better and better. But then he had to sit out. And when you sit out and you're overcoming an injury, he came back. And to be quite honest with you, against Oregon, he didn't look at his best. You know, he had a costly interception. He had some things that he screwed up. He also had a great, you know, touchdown pass to um, to to Wilson at tight end. Um, but but he didn't quite look as good and as sharp as he had looked. So I, I'm with you. I think you described it really well. Um, it's kind of gone back and forth. Last week, I, I kind of I kind of thought they should go with Dorian Thompson Robinson, but after what Wilton did last week, and remember, Coach Kelly always says the week of practice matters a lot. I might be leaning a little bit more towards Wilton this week, but I think um, both these quarterbacks are capable. I would not make this decision based on the future unless it's an injury thing. In other words, I wouldn't just say, okay, we're just going to play Dorian because you know these last three games don't matter. I, I think that's I don't think that's the way the staff thinks. So if Wilton deserves the job and practices well this week, I think he'll start. If Dorian comes out and says, "Listen, I got I'm, I'm I was rusty. I'm better now. I've had, and has a great week," then uh, then I think they'll go with him. But I, I think the competition stuff is real. Let's keep in mind that both of these quarterbacks, Dorian Thompson Robinson and Wilton Spate, did not get to participate in spring practices, and I really do think that puts the guys at a serious disadvantage when you get DTR through a full swing of spring practices, you're going to see, I believe, just a completely more blossomed product. And I really do feel that the late start to things just, it, it hurt the team a little bit. But again, there's plenty of time with DTR to work things out. But with all that said, there are some positives that we can take from this game against Oregon, and we will discuss that coming up in the next segment. How about Joshua Kelly? How about the Bruin offensive line? creating some big holes for the ball carrier. We will talk more about Kelly, and we will also look at the Oregon offense. Guys like Justin Herbert and Dylan Mitchell showing out, and we will look at the Bruins' defense and how they can improve against playmakers of that proportion. You're listening to the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG. Hey, Bruin fans! Football season is finally here, and that means it's time to plan your tailgates, and we want to help make it easy and hassle-free. Block Party offers full turnkey service with premium reserve space, top-quality tents, lounge furniture, and tailgate attendance to UCLA fans who want a better game day experience. All you need to do is show up, and we'll handle the rest. For more information and to book a hassle-free tailgate, please visit our website at blockpartypresents.com slash UCLA. UCLA fans, so you know you love 505 Southwestern Green Chili and Salsa. Well, guess what? We brought 505 into the Rose Bowl so you can enjoy their premium salsas and world-famous flame-roasted Hatch Valley Green Chili on your favorite stadium meal. From adding to a piece of pizza or a topping on tacos or hot dogs or making nachos extra premium, add a little 505 to make anything taste better. No matter how you use it, you will love 505 Southwestern. Chevy Silverado, the best-selling pickup in Southern California, according to IHS Automotive. When you want strength, capability, and protection, you want something strong. That's Chevy Silverado, made of high-strength steel for high-strength dependability. Want a mid-sized pickup with a heavyweight attitude? Then you want the Chevy Colorado, a well-rounded combination of power and efficiency that proves its worth every day. Get great deals on amazing trucks right now at your Southern California Chevy dealers. 
UCLA fans, there's nothing better than heading to the game with all your buddies, and now you can load them all up in your new Infinity QX80 SUV from San Manuel Casino. San Manuel Casino is giving away a brand new 2019 Infinity QX80 SUV every Thursday in November. That's five during the month. Use your club Serrano card at over 4,700 slot machines or your favorite table games for your chance to win. San Manuel Casino is all thrill. Details at SanManuel.com. Must be 21. Please gamble responsibly. The Bruin Insider Show continues now. Back out to Platea inside the Luskin Conference Center on the campus of UCLA. Here's Nick Cope and Brian Finley. Get behind the wheel today at your Southern California Chevy dealer and see for yourself why Chevrolet keeps bringing home award after award. Learn more at SoCalChevy.com. For the Bruins offense, Joshua Kelly certainly taking the driver's seat in the running game. Another outstanding performance against Oregon. That is now five games this year for Kelly with over 100 yards on the ground. He had 161 against the Ducks. That is a career best. He also got involved in the receiving game at six catches. Guy is very positive, and the offense collectively for UCLA, a season the best 496 yards. So we are always quick to judge, and a lot of people are to point out all the negatives, but there are positives, and you can tell on the offensive side that things are starting to get going, and stats certainly do not lie. Wayne, when you look at what Kelly was able to do, he did say after the game that he thought the team didn't fight hard enough, and he went on to say, of course, too many mistakes, too many penalties. What did you like about the way that, that Joshua Kelly performed in the offensive line against the Ducks? I liked everything. I like what he said, too. Uh, you know, Joshua Kelly's become the star of this team. I mean, if there's anybody you point out that, that probably deserves to be an all-pack 12-type player, it's Josh Kelly. I mean, he's, he's changed the, the attitude of the offense. He's made uh, the offensive line better um, because he hits the hole so hard. Um, he's catching the ball. He plays with unbelievable passion. Um, and, and, to, and to say what he said is, is exactly right. Because now, listen, now I, mean, I, I said everything I said earlier in the show about mistakes and youth and lack of competition because they're so thin and all that good stuff. As a player, that's a bunch of bull crud, though. I mean, that's me being an analyst. That's me being on the outside. If I'm a player, it's like, listen, guys, we got to find a way to stop being stupid. We got to find a way to stop screwing up. Um, you know, and I don't care if you were named the captain at the beginning of the year because the players voted for you. I've always believed that leadership is, is usually just kind of a natural thing. And, and for Joshua Kelly to do what he does every week and play with the effort that he plays from, um, he's doing two things. He's leading by example, but then he's also stepping up and saying, hey, guys, He's leading with his mouth, too, by saying, listen, you know, we're, we're, we're good enough to beat a team like this. I think that was the consensus in the locker room, from coaches to players. That was a game that UCLA was, talent-wise, as good as Oregon, okay, or even better. And it's a game they should have won. And they blew it. And I love that player perspective. Like, we can't do all the things we did wrong in this game and expect to win in this conference. And so I, I just have so much respect for Joshua Kelly uh, from observing him on the sidelines to his passion, to his effort, um, and to the way he plays because I really think he's changed this team. You know, pretty much every game we talk about where UCLA seems like they have a chance, 
it's Joshua Kelly's that's at the forefront who's having a great game. When are we get, just going to see Josh Kelly just get the ball uh, every single play? <laughs> wait, wait, you know, you know, hey Nick, 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 this is great. This is great that you said this, and it's funny because my my son's pop Warner team has a running back, um, Jaden, who is 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 kind of the Joshua Kelly of his team, and some and he plays linebacker too. And I know Joshua only plays one way, but he we give him the ball so much that he has moments in the game where he's just exhausted. He just has to come over to the sidelines and he just sits down and. We pour water all over him and try to give him like a, you know, orange peel or banana, like anything. Like, dude, we need you. You need to get back in the game because if you're if you're not playing, we're just not as good of a team. And so, you know, Josh Kelly gets to those moments where he gets tired. And I, I was even worried about him at halftime. And I asked a couple of play uh, a couple of the assistants on the sidelines. I said, "What's did did Joshua Kelly get hurt?" And, and the response was, "It's just fatigue." And, and and I know that there's a bunch of people out there think, "Well, he's just not good enough shape." You know what, Bullcrud? He's in great shape. It's 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 a demanding game, and and Joshua Kelly goes as hard as he can, and he needs a break every once in a while. It's up to the other guys to step up and fill him when he's gone. But as of right now, you can notice there's a huge drop off when he's not in the game. You know, and and the players respond to him as well. Everyone, you know, you talk about that leadership stuff. Everyone sees what he does, how he carries himself, and it has an impact. I was saying to Brian before the show that I wish this guy was a freshman or sophomore. We'd have him around here for for a few years already a junior. Yeah, and, and it's obviously he has gained so much respect from the coaching staff and the players. And punter Stefan Flintoff, after practice today, when he was asked about Joshua Kelly, he said, quote, he's by far the happiest person I have ever met and the nicest person. Like, I've never seen him without a smile on his face. So. And that encapsulates what Kelly does. And he is the ultimate cheerleader, Wayne. You're on the sidelines for these games. Yep. And you see what Kelly, Joshua Kelly does in letting the guys know, hey, we're not out of this game just yet. And he continues to bring them that optimism. So, so, so let's hope, and, I, and I'm being serious when I say this, that every, every high school football player or every Pop Warner player who's, who's driving around in their car, you know, sitting in traffic in L.A. right now and, and listening to this really pays attention. Um, leadership is the most misunderstood thing in the world. You can only be a leader if people follow you. You can yell and scream a lot and be a jerk and be a prima donna, and we've all played sports with players like that. The guys that think they're better than everybody else, and they say that because my stats are good, that they talk a lot, and they're, and it's, it's just lip service. Joshua Kelly is not that guy. He, he, he's, he's the type of leader that if he says something to you, you're going to listen because you respect him. You appreciate him. He's not a prima donna. He's not a guy that's just watching the stat sheets. He, he's, a, he's a true team player. Um, he carries himself the right way. Um, again, I mean, too many people out there think that just because they're the best player on the team that somehow they're a leader, and that's, 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 that's not even remotely close to true. And so, um, yes, Josh Kelly is, is, is that guy. He's the, he's the role model. He's the great example of what young athletes are supposed to be. Well, we were going to need to see a lot of him coming up this weekend again. And ASU, they look like they're starting to gel back-to-back wins against USC and Utah. The Bruins are going to have an early call Saturday morning as well. So we're going to get into that matchup when we come back. You're listening to the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG. The sub-above difference is the silver lining. Order Jersey Mike's for your game day party and rest assured that even if your team doesn't win, your mouth does. Victory is all yours. Jersey Mike's, 
be a sub above. Traffic. It can be more stressful than that last second Hail Mary pass. But Nissan changed the game. Nissan Rogue has available Nissan Intelligent Mobility, like ProPilot Assist, that can start and stop in highway traffic all on its own and help keep you centered. Nissan Rogue. It's a game changer. Get to Nissan. Proud supporter of college athletics. ProPilot Assist is an available feature and cannot prevent collisions. Always monitor traffic conditions. Keep both hands on the steering wheel. See owner's manual for safety information. Premier Party Rents is your destination for all of your party and event rental needs, including weddings, birthdays, and corporate events. A preferred vendor of UCLA, Premier Party Rents has been working with UCLA football alumni on their game day rental needs for the past five seasons and looking forward to many more. We offer the best customer service in addition to our extensive selection of event rental supplies. Let's combine your imagination and our experience to produce precisely the event you've envisioned. Visit PremierPartyRents.com. With Pac-12 Now, you've got 24-7 access to all seven Pac-12 Network's channels. Live events. Touchdown, Washington! Original programming on demand. My Pam Ashley Emson back with you in our San Francisco studios. With the ability to customize what you want to watch wherever you want to watch it. Set your teams, set your sports, and you're all set. Act 12 now. Download today. If meat and bread are the backbone of a sub, then Mike's Way is the heart and soul. Lettuce and tomatoes, onions and spices, all drizzled in the juice. That's the difference. Jersey Mike's. Be a sub above. Zone 38, DTR looks to throw, has an open man, Caleb Wilson, 40, 35-30, 25-20, there he goes, touchdown UCLA, 63 yards, a wide open, Caleb Wilson, and the Bruins have scored. You're listening to the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG. Hey, Bruin fans, enter for a chance to win a Bruin football weekend experience for two, including a stay at the UCLA Luskin Conference Center, breakfast, and tickets to watch UCLA play USC on November 17th. Visit at UCLA Athletics on Facebook to enter. Coming up next for the Bruins before that USC game, they will be on the road at Arizona State. And and what a win the Sun Devils had last weekend. They beat Utah, a team that just took down UCLA. Utah had come into that game four straight wins. They were averaging 40 points per game, but were held to 20 points and 325 total yards. Now, I do wonder the effect that with Tyler Huntley, the quarterback for Utah, with him going out of the game with a broken collarbone in the third quarter, had for the Utes and their chances of winning. But without him, Arizona State was able to capitalize. Their offense was fantastic. Defensively, three interceptions in that game alone, which equaled their total in the previous eight games combined. And if I quickly will get into a bite from Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham, where he said, quote, it was the first time in a long time that his team got pushed around the line of scrimmage and forced a lot of turnovers. Offensively, they struggled. Wayne, we've seen Arizona State play really well, like they are now, but they've also shown that they can lose some games they should have won. So how good of a team do you feel they are right now, especially with UCLA coming up next? I think they're the best team in the South. You know, this is this is a team that I, I again, most of the country doesn't pay attention and it irritates me to the Pac-12 
who I believe have a lot of teams in the middle of the conference that are solid. I mean, look at what Cal's been doing since they played us. There are teams that Arizona, look what they did after they played us. You know what I mean? There are teams out there in the middle of this conference that are that are better than people think. This is, a, a, this is an Arizona State team that beat Michigan State in their non-conference schedule. They lost by seven at San Diego State. We know that at, San Diego State is actually a pretty darn good team. They lost at Washington, again, by seven. So there's two losses within a touchdown, okay? They ended up losing to Colorado, and I know Colorado's been an interesting team this year, but that was also on the road. They lost by seven, okay? They lose to Stanford by seven. So they've lost four games all by seven, okay? Then they come back after all of that and beat an SC team on the road and then beat Utah, who most people were, were saying was a shoe-in to win the South. I'm telling you, they fought for this 5-4 and four record, and it, and it hasn't been against an easy schedule, okay? So this is a team that has some guys. And so I, I think UCLA should actually expect, I actually think Arizona State's better than Oregon. And so I, I think that they better bring it. I mean, Manny Wilkins and company can play. They have some offensive firepower. Uh, like Coach Whittingham said, they're good up front. Um, so I, I would not be sleeping on the Sun Devils. This is a very good team that very well could end up coming out of the South. Well, one of their best offensive weapons, Chip Kelly says, is the best receiver they'll face all season yeah. in Nikhil Harry. I found that interesting. Not Hollywood Brown, no. CeeDee Lamb, LaVisca Chenault, Dylan Mitchell, uh, but Nikhil Harry, he's a big guy, 6'4", 215. His offensive coordinator calls him secretariat. Yeah. Uh, near the top of the conference in pretty much every receiving statistic you look at. And I think, you know, like all these other big receivers the Bruins have faced, he's going to be uh, a tall task because you can't just arm tackle this guy. You're going to bounce right off of him. And then even if you have him covered, he can still beat you one-on-one -on -one and go make a play. Wayne, do you think the Bruins have learned from playing a lot <sighs> of these standout receivers before and or is this just, you know, you, you do what you can and and this guy's going to do what he is going to do? So so here's the bummer. We, we got that example last week. We, we, had, a, we had a team with, with, with Dylan Mitchell and, and, and who was the number one receiver on that team by far. And he showed up and he made big plays against UCLA and helped lead them to a victory. Nikhil Harry is, again, I think he's got, you know, 25 more catches than anybody else on the team. He scored nine touchdowns. He's averaging 15 yards. I mean, this guy is big, strong, fast. So UCLA's got to have to figure out a way. I mean, this is a three-headed monster for, for, for this team. They've got you know the leading rusher in Benjamin in the in the Pac-12. They've got Nikhil Harry, who's as good as anybody out there. I mean, it, to me, it was him and Lavisca Chenault before he had he got injured. Um, and 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 don't and, and I was very impressed with 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 the receiving core last week as well for Oregon. But Nikhil Harry can play. And if UCLA secondary, and, again, and this is really tricky because we know that UCLA's defensive line is not, uh, front seven has not put as much pressure on the quarterback as they need to, which, which really leads to some problems when you're, uh, when you're in coverage. When you have to cover for too long, that's difficult. So that's part of the equation. You have to get more pressure on the QB. But, yes, if UCLA is not prepared for this one, I mean, we can go all the way back to Oklahoma. We, we, they have about as good receivers as I can remember. Uh, you've, you've got to come ready to play. And, and, and it would sure help if a pass rush would, would appear because it's been a real weakness this year. Yeah, no question about it, Wayne. And, and kind of following up with what you're saying, Arizona State, 
has gone five games this year without giving up a sack. They did not give up a sack against Utah. And as much as we talk about the struggles from the special teams areas for UCLA, Arizona State has had some issues there too. You go two games back for them against USC. Trojans had a long punt return for a touchdown. So the Sun Devils are not exactly all locked in when it comes to special teams. And the other reoccurring theme, and Wayne, you touched on this too about this team is is something that their defensive coordinator Danny Gonzalez pointed out is that they have struggled this year in putting teams away yes they sustained and held on to a win against USC but it they at one point the Sun Devils were up 24 to 7 they gave up 21 straight points so they have a knack of kind of floundering when the other team comes back and who would have thought though here is a Sun Devil team that is three and three in the Pac-12 South, and they were picked to finish last in the Pac-12 South. I mean, it just goes to show you, right, just how many predictor people, personnel, prognosticators, how wrong everybody was when they think about where this Pac-12 South is. (laughs) You know what, Brian? The Pac-12 is actually, I mean, the Pac-12 South is a wreck. You you, you might be able to argue that the whole Pac-12 is a little bit of a wreck, and Washington State's kind of holding the torch right now and trying to make it through that schedule uh, without losing any more games. But um, there's a lot that you covered there. Manny Wilkins has been doing this for a little while. He's experienced. When you're hitting about 65% of your passes, you have 15 touchdown passes and only three interceptions, and you've thrown over 2,000 yards, you're doing something right. We talked about the talent they have. But what happened is was in your, when you're Herm Edwards and you come in and you're a new coach in a program that, in my opinion, has been underachieving for a while now. Um, they just they have talent, but they just don't win as much as they should. So when we hear coaches coming in that have to change the culture, you know, Herm Edwards has to get this young team believing. I mean, I, I pointed it out when I looked at their schedule. They've lost four games against good teams by seven points. That means you're right there, but you're finding ways to, to mess it up. You're finding ways to screw it up, and part of that's just learning how to win. If you watch teams that win a lot year after year after year, it's almost like they pass down that ability from senior class. Like every time they, someone graduates, they just say, here's, here's what we do. We, we create turnovers. We make big plays when we're supposed to. When we have a chance to put teams away, we put them away, and it's just kind of passed on from, from one class to the next. Well, when you inherit a team that's been used to losing games that they probably should win, that sometimes is passed on from one class to the next as well. So Herm's trying to fight that. And, and luckily he's got talent and he's still got time because, as you pointed out, the Pac-12 South is so weird that, you know, who knows how many losses is going to end up being what it takes to win the conference. So, you know, they've just got to figure it out. Let's hope that they don't because I'd rather see the Bruins win and the Bruins start figuring it out because, let's face it, UCLA has to do the same thing. They have to figure out how to win games that they have the ability to win, and that means players have to step up and make plays, not mistakes. You never know in college football. Wayne, thanks so much, and we'll see you early. 11 a.m. Pacific (laughs) time kick at ASU. Are you going to have plenty of coffee in you ready to go? I always will, Nick, and I, I, I can't wait to listen to you guys talk about the basketball team I watched last night. Trust me, I know we have plenty of stuff to work on, and I'm sure you'll point it out. But, man, there's some talent There's some talent on that floor. I'm telling you, it's going to be fun. 
Oh, we're really excited. We're going to get into that. We're also going to visit with UCLA women's soccer head coach Amanda Cromwell. The Bruins begin the NCAA tournament coming up on Friday. You're listening to the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG. Hey there. What's up, bruh? Hello. Aloha. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hola. Hi. It takes a lot of voices to create the sound of us. The Y welcomes all of them with open arms. From career readiness to safe spaces, the Y is there, no matter who we are. Now, more than ever, they need your support. Support your local Y today. The Y, for a better us. Read by members of the Y. Woo! Let's get crazy! In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in too. Just so you know, in real-life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid. Come on, jump in. Come on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You're not wired to have a response to this sound. You're neutral to it. And you can hear it repeatedly without feeling anything. But when we introduce a new stimulus, save the food, we've achieved pulling a natural or inborn response from you. Save the food, because 40% of all food in the U.S. never gets eaten. Save the food, cook it, store it, share it, just don't waste it. For tips and recipes, visit savethefood.com, brought to you by NRDC and the Ad Council. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting, a Teenager, Learning the Lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. The Bruin Insider Show continues now. Back out to Platea inside the Luskin Conference Center on the campus of UCLA. Here's Nick Cope and Brian Finley. Join us before each UCLA home football game at the Century Club located in the UCLA Fan Zone in Lot H. The Century Club is catered exclusively by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and includes a hosted bar and more. All for one, all-inclusive price of $75. Visit UCLABruins.com slash Century Club for more information. It was another strong regular season for women's soccer this year. The Bruins finished second in the Pac-12. They closed the season on a nine-game winning streak and earned a number two seed in the NCAA tournament for the second straight year. And they did all that largely without Haley Mace and Jesse Fleming, who missed a combined 20 games playing for their respective national teams in World Cup qualifying. But Mace and Fleming have been back for the last three weeks and have UCLA peaking at the right time. UCLA head coach Amanda Cromwell describes how the team grew without two of its top players and how it all seems to be coming together right now. What was your reaction to getting that two seed and seeing where you guys were? I thought we might get a, a two seed after our bo- whole body of work and uh, what we have accomplished uh, throughout the season, especially the like last eight games. I think they they hold that in high regard, um, beating a, a team like SC, who was ranked number two and 
uh, have, has a very high RPI. I know, I feel like they, I was surprised more by surprised by their seed than um, our seed. I, I was I was shocked to see that they had put them at four. Um, but I know uh, it, it was nice that uh, SC, Stanford, and us are all in different quadrants, and um, I think you know, obviously, the field is very strong and. Um, it's always it's always a battle, you know. You know all these California teams. No matter who we play in the first round, it's always a battle. Well, let's talk about your team a little bit now. Obviously, it's taken on a different complexion over the last couple of weeks. Getting Haley Mace and Jesse Fleming back. What's it been like just navigating all that throughout the season? And now, do you feel like you kind of have a a new team? Yeah, it's been a, a season not like any other season I've had, especially here, um, just with the inconsistencies of players in and out with the national teams, uh, injuries and players coming back from injuries, players, you know, getting injured. So it was a matter of, um, you're really maintaining, uh, some consistency and, you know, playing players in multiple positions and, um, having, um, you know, really having to adapt. And our, our team has been really resilient this year, so I, I give them uh, a lot of praise for that. You can see just by watching that Haley and Jesse are special players, but what specifically do they do and allow you to do that maybe other players can't? Well, with Jess, you see her just take over a game if she wants to and run the show and dictate the rhythm and the flow. And um, she's just the ultimate box-to-box midfielder. Um, She defends well. She attacks well. She can score goals. She can get assists. And... um, you know, really make everyone around her better and how she uh, plays the game. Um, Haley is one of those players that can play anywhere on the field. And then um, you saw that against SC. She started at left back and then we moved her up front and scores a banger of a goal. And um, she's probably the most dangerous player in the country as far as what she can do in a blink of an eye. Just like her change of pace, I, and she turns the corner on somebody, it's almost unfair i almost feel bad for the other team because like that's just not fair um she puts her shoulder down and it's like nothing i've ever seen and I, we've had some very fast players here but her explosion and her strength combined um and then with the ability to use both feet and score in the air um she's just a great all-around athlete well with those players out you did have plenty of other players stepping up filling those voids a couple that stood out to me first Ashley Sanchez obviously mm-hmm. had a great year last year, but it seemed like she took another level and really you know, put the onus on herself to take more of a role, especially on the offensive side. How have you seen her grow in her second year? Yeah, Ashley's matured in a lot of ways, on and off the field, academically, um, just taking responsibility for things and knowing um, she had to step up this year, and you could see it. Like she, she wanted to put the team on her back and... Um, Again, she's another player that's unlike any in the country with what she can do on the ball. Her quickness um, and ability to uh, dribble around a player, I mean, just uh, she just makes people look foolish sometimes. And um, her ability to not only score goals but set people up um, is pretty remarkable when you look at um, you know, her stature. You know, she's not a, you know, this big kid, but she's, you know, she's more like the – you know the small, quick, messy type that can can do so many things, and um, it's, she's just fun to watch. And then on the back end, you've been forced to put Delaney Sheehan there at outside back, and she's just been able to provide so much consistency for you. How has she been able to do that? Yeah, Delaney has probably been our unsung hero, honestly, this year with um, just you know being a midfielder pretty much all her life to now being converted to an outside back and. 
Um, and not only doing okay there, but excelling there. Their last game against SC, she and um, Jess ran over 14K. Um, that's that's like nine miles, or I'm not sure, maybe a little over nine miles. Um, but that's an amazing amount of work. <laughs> um, and the not only is she working, but she's involved in a lot. She's getting in line. She's getting crosses in. She's involved in a lot, and she's defending well. And the fact that she just had a great attitude about, all right, just put me on the field. What do you, what do you need? And, you know, she's a great kid. Talking with Amanda Cromwell, UCLA women's soccer head coach, the Bruins are taking on San Jose State in the first round of the NCAA tournament on Friday. You mentioned earlier California teams are always tough. What have you learned about San Jose State as you get ready for this game? Yeah, we've been watching some games and knowing they made their way through their conference tournament, and I think they won in PKs against Boise, and um, you know obviously had to battle. They've had a lot of ties towards the end of the season, so they're you know they're harder to score on. They're very organized. They have some athleticism in different spots around the field. Um, so we just have to be really mindful about our possession and um, you know what what how we're trying to break them down. In goal, you've been able to feel comfortable with having Tegan or Lauren in there. As you go into the tournament, how do you approach that situation? Well, I mean, Tegan played so well against SC. So, you know, right now, you know, she has a nod in my mind um, just for that reason. I think momentum, you know, is a, is a huge thing with confidence. And she she was big time. Um, you know, both the keepers in that game, I think they had 10 saves and we had nine saves. So it was, it was a game for... Uh, the ages um, as far as just two teams slugging it out and going after each other. Tegan came up big in some key moments of the game. So I think she has the nod for that reason. Um, but, you know, today in training, uh, we're practicing PKs and Lauren is exceptional at PKs, at stopping PKs. So, you know, she might just have the nod in that realm. So, you know, they, everyone kind of has their roles to fill going into the postseason. I look forward to it. Thanks for your time. All right. Thank you. Our thanks to Amanda Cromwell for some of her time. That quest for the second title begins Friday night at 6 o'clock against San Jose State. Just a quick note I wanted to leave you with. I walked into her office to do the interview and the runner-up trophy from last year sitting behind her desk. So I commented, you know, oh, nice trophy. She said, yeah, I want the one that doesn't go behind my desk, meaning on display a championship trophy in the Athletics Hall of Fame. Well, let's also get caught up while, we, while we're here on everything else going on on campus this weekend. Your athletic calendar is brought to you by Toyo Tires, the official tire of UCLA Athletics. Did you know people who drive on Toyo Tires love them? Imagine loving your tires. Visit toyotires.com to see why. Well, tomorrow, Thursday, we got plenty going on. Women's volleyball against Washington at 6. And when that wraps up, you can walk over to Wallace Annenberg Stadium and see men's soccer take on San Diego State for senior night. It's going to be a big matchup. The Bruins would like a win there to really shore up their spot in the NCAA tournament. And also coming up on Friday, that aforementioned women's soccer game against San Jose State. And when that's over, you can walk back over to Poly Pavilion, see the men's basketball team against Long Beach State at 8 o'clock. You've got swimming Saturday morning at 11 Baseball exhibition at 12, women's volleyball again against Washington, and then Sunday, close it all out back at Pauley with women's hoops taking on Rice at 2 o'clock. You can get tickets to any of those going to uclabruins.com slash tickets or call 310-UCLA-WIN. 
Speaking of hoops, coming up next, we are going to run the transition into men's hoops as they had their regular season opener last night in a very comfortable takedown of Purdue-Fort Wayne. So Nick and I will break down that. When we come back, you're listening to the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG. Top five must-haves for tailgating. One, meat. Two, more meat. Three, lots of meat. Well, you get the picture. Score the best-tasting meats on the planet at uswellnessmeats.com. We'll deliver this touchdown right to your door for free. Hey, ESPN's Neil Everett here telling you how to win big. Score a trip to the Heisman Ceremony or a Nissan Titan. Go to nissanusa.com slash sweepstakes. Build your Titan, choose your school's colors, then register for your chance to win today. Get to Nissan, proud supporter of college athletics. No purchase necessary. Ends 11 10, 18. Open to legal residents of the 50 U.S. and D.C. 18 and older. To enter in for official rules, visit NissanUSA.com slash sweepstakes. What's the greatest time of year? Football season. And you know what goes great with a Bruins game? A big, juicy, sizzling Roos Chris steak. Now at Roos Chris, you can get a three-course meal. That's a starter, entree, side dish, and dessert starting at $46.95. Rush into Roos during or after the game to satisfy that winning appetite and cheer on the Bruins the right way over a sizzling Roos Chris Steak, of course. Here's to eating like a winner. Come visit us in Beverly Hills on South Beverly Drive. This is how it's done. The new UCLA Meyer and Reaney Luskin Conference Center is a proud sponsor of UCLA Athletics and is the perfect addition to your game day lineup. Stay at one of our 254 guest rooms just steps away from Pauley Pavilion and enjoy great food and drinks before or after the game at Platea, our on-site Mediterranean-inspired restaurant and lounge. Experience brew and hospitality at its best at the UCLA Luskin Conference Center, located in the heart of campus. For more information, please visit us at luskinconferencecenter.ucla.edu. Four out of five professional tailgaters agree. Meat is delicious. The other guy was wrong. Score the best tasting meats on the planet at uswellnessmeats.com. Use discount code BRUIN to save 15%. We'll deliver this touchdown right to your door for free. uswellnessmeats.com. Zone 38, DTR looks to throw, has an open man, Caleb Wilson, 40, 35-30, 25-20, there he goes, touchdown UCLA, 63 yards, a wide open, Caleb Wilson, and the Bruins have scored. You're listening to the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG. Experience Bruin football on another level. Enter for a chance to win a Bruin football weekend experience for two, including a stay at the UCLA Luskin Conference Center, breakfast, and tickets to cheer on UCLA and their hopes of beating USC on November 17th. Visit at UCLA Athletics on Facebook to enter. Nick Cope, Brian Fenley with you, and now let's talk men's basketball. UCLA had their regular season opener last night. They took care of business by 25 against Purdue Fort Wayne, and well, Steve Alford, head coach for UCLA, he really talked about the necessity to control the pain, and, and Nick, they really did that. Moses Brown, the freshman, seven foot two, he might still be growing, 19 points, 17 rebounds, and he had that one play. Nick, where he slapped the backboard and got a technical, I don't even think it was that bad. Like, I don't think that warranted a technical foul. I'm surprised it was so easy to miss if you weren't looking for it. It was a very easy easy slap. It's funny. Uh, 
apparently had been doing that in practice. He, he said that, yeah, coaches have been telling me not to do that, and I think the situation just got the better of him a little bit, and Steve Alford said that's the New York in him, got to get rid of that aspect a little bit. But you saw just what this team could be with a guy like Moses Brown. We haven't seen a player like this in a Bruin uniform for quite some time. Yeah, 9 for 10 from the field, 17 rebounds, and we all saw from the highlights, and if you were at the game or you were watching it on TV, you could tell that Brown had a serious size advantage in this game, and he was able to get post feeds really in deep. Now you wonder, when you start playing stiffer competition, that it's going to be a little bit harder to get such great positioning inside. So that's certainly something to think about. I, I was surprised Purdue-Fort Wayne wasn't just a little more ready for it because... You know, that's what we saw in the exhibition game. Moses Brown got plenty of touches inside as well. Um, but I think a credit to the entry passes, too. Guys were just putting the ball where only he can get it. And I think this team understands how valuable he is on both ends of the floor. And, and Steve Alford, talking about the offensive side, said it's got to flow through Mo, meaning operate the offense inside to generate opportunities, then outside and it's funny, for all the talk of Chris Wilkes and Jalen Hands coming back, suddenly we're talking about Moses Brown kind of being the catalyst for this team. One of the other stars, Jalen Hands, of course, there were some chatter about perhaps was he a little trigger-happy in transition last night, but he had 18 points, 7 assists, 2 blocks, 2 steals, 2 turnovers. So he's got a nice assist-to-turnover ratio and Steve Alford, after the game, is not concerned at all with the shot selection from Steve Alford. And speaking of taking shots and, and making them, how about Chris Wilkes? Everything was going down for him. Catch and shoot three. He was able to put the ball on the deck. Had that one fake where he split a pair of defenders after the ball fake, and then he had the wide-open avenue through the middle of the key, and then he missed the jam. I uh, on the radio broadcast, Tracy was just like, I don't know how you can jump that high and and, and miss a dunk, but he's going to get plenty of opportunities like that. You know, that this is just the beginning this year for Chris Wilkes. And for Jalen Hands, just quickly, I, he's going to be fine. I, I understand why Steve Alford's not worried. It, it's a new role he's kind of taking on and a new identity for himself as a basketball player, I think. And it's going to take some time to iron the Kings out, so it'll be a really solid game. Solid game indeed, and hopefully they'll have another solid game on Friday. We'll talk more about that coming up next. You're listening to the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG. Have you ever had cheesesteak with chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, crisp bacon, fried eggs, fries, mayo, ketchup, salt and pepper on a fresh baked gyro? Well, the tens of thousands of fans of Fat Sal's Deli have. That's what we do at Fat Sal's. Since 2010, we've been building mouth-watering, over-the-top, one-of-the-kind creations. Come try us out at one of our three Southern California locations, Westwood Village, Hollywood, and Pacific Beach, San Diego. For details, visit our website, fatsalsdeli.com. We're making sandwiches over here. Are you in need of electrical services? Fogel Tance Electric is a leading provider of comprehensive electrical contracting services for residential, commercial, retail, and industrial projects in the greater Los Angeles area. Whatever your electrical needs, Fogel Tance leads the field in experience, creativity, and dependability. Known for quality electrical construction, lighting design, and new construction to generally brightening your environment. Visit us at F-O-G-L-T-A-N-C-E-Electric.com. Fogel Tance Electric, a proud sponsor of UCLA football. Toyo Tire's full line of exceptional tires means there's a tire for you. 
Yes, you, Italian sports car. And you, off-road truck, charging like a wild beast. You, too, luxury sedan, cruising all cool. And yes, even you, minivan, taking the kids to school. And with the Toyo No Regrets Trial Offer, your satisfaction is guaranteed. Do you want to win some big bucks at the Bruins game? Download the Mezu app and get to the Rose Bowl Stadium on October 26th and November 24th for the UCLA football games for a chance to win up to $5,000. Mezu, the only private money app that lets you pay people without sharing any personal information, will be giving out some serious coin during the new and exciting Mezu Money Time. Just watch the video board throughout the game and type in the winning four-digit Mezu code. Download Mezu at the App Store or Play Store before the game. Mezu is a proud sponsor of UCLA Athletics and a supporter of the Wooden App athletic fund welcome back to platea here brewing insider show nick cope and brian fenley wrap it up here men's basketball going to be back on the court real quick against long beach state another chance for this team to grow and uh, for long beach state defense struggling a little bit brian yeah last year they gave up 78.4 points per game they're not great at holding opponents to decent a field goal percentage so something to think about they do have experience they have six seniors on this roster for the beach and three juniors that will be on friday at 8 p.m at poly for all of us helping out with the broadcast trevor williams nick cope craig robbins damon kukakis stephen hartzell paul engel and the rest of our athletics communication staff i am brian fenley go bruins This has been the Bruin Insider Show on the UCLA Sports Network from IMG. Your weekly look inside UCLA Athletics. Join us next week for another hour of the best Bruins talk anywhere. The Bruin Insider Show has been an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports.